Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. Praise the Lord. He gets all the glory. Amen. Folks, I can tell you this. Uh, I've enjoyed a couple of games, football games, over the past couple of weeks. Uh, one of them I enjoyed watching was Florida getting beaten so bad, so bad. The other, the other is Georgia barely squeaking by and, and winning and winning one. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one too. Here, here's the thing I want to tell you. This is, this is not on the notes, and I want you guys to, uh, I want you guys to participate with me. Uh, but let me, let me just say this. Uh, just stand up there listening to uh, Amber sing that, Alex sing, just all these singers and musicians and everybody playing. And I got to thinking, you know, about the time they kicked the winning field goal in Georgia game, Sammy, this is what happened in my home. See, everybody's away right now. It's just me and Amy there and everything. So Amy's real calm, but I, I'm really not. And I know it's hard to, hard to believe. But anyway, so I was sitting in my sitting in a recliner, and uh, I was having a good, all of a sudden they kicked that field goal, and I run around the house, listen, listen I run, I just put my hand up, just like I kicked the field goal, I said, yes, this is what we, this is it, this is it, I get, but here's the thing, I can go crazy at a football game, and I have a good time, and, and I realize we're in a Baptist church and all, but I wonder if, if uh, you took your biggest problem today that's inside of you right now, you know what that problem is, you know what that prayer need is, you, knew, you know that. And you were to set it up on the stage, and, and Jesus were to walk in, were to walk in and come up on the stage, and, and suddenly he just, he just grabbed whatever that problem is, and he, he just he solved it. He healed it. He helped it. He delivered it. He did. See, see, what you would do, what you would do is I, I hope you wouldn't be like we were just a minute ago during holy, holy, holy. What you would do is you would give him praise, and you would stand up, and you would applaud the living Jesus. Instead of, instead of giving man glory, which we just did a little bit of, but instead of doing that, why don't we just give God a hand praise? and a clap praise and give him glory. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Give him glory. Give him glory. I believe, I believe even Sammy would stand up. I believe he would, praise God. Look here, it's a new year, and I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the new year. Look, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. We, we, uh, we actually had a, a pretty good 2020. I mean, even after all this mess and everything, Amy and I had a pretty good 2020. We, we had a, a granddaughter. That was, super big. that was super big for us, okay? Listen, came into this awful world, I understand it, but you know we're praying over her every single day that she'll come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Hey, and I'm praying for any future grandchildren and all the children in Mountain View, all of that. But I'm going to tell you something. It's a new year. That's 12 new chapters in your book. And each of those chapters is a month. You've got 365 pages to write on. And every, each one of those is a day. You get to write this thing, folks. We can't do anything about what's happening on the outside of us, but we can do something about what's happening on the inside of us. We can figure that out. We can figure out what's going on inside of us. And I hope that we will. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. We're in a, we're in a mess in America, and you know that. But folks, more than anything, and especially during this time, it's important that we spread the gospel. It's important that we give the world the gospel. And instead of, instead of everybody, instead of everybody saying, listen, I know where this is going, and I'm not so, I'm not so much into this, let me give you a little, little bit of a, a story first, and then we'll get into what we're going to have right down here in the middle. But uh, folks, I'm going to tell you something. What if, I mean, I love trains. One of my favorite stories is the story of John Henry. It's an old folk tale, and 
John Henry, John Henry during the 1800s, the old saying is, and he, he, was a, he was a man of a man. He was a big old man, and, and he went to work for the railroads. Railroads told him this, if we can get this railroad, if we can get this railroad through this, uh, we can get the tunnel made and the railroad down to a certain area, you can have 40 acres. You can have 40 acres of land. He said, oh, I want to be a part of that. He came in there, and he was, listen, man, I, I, I've been a slave for so long. I've been freed from slavery. I want to work with a railroad, and I want my 40 acres of land. He got out there, and he, he had his hammers, and, and I have an 8-pound hammer, and I have a 10-pound hammer here. But what they tell me is he had a 20-pound hammer, according to legend. He had a 20-pound hammer, and he went in there. He said, oh, I, wanna, I want that land, and can I work for you? They said, sure, you know, prove it first. And sure enough, he'd get that hammer, and he'd pound it down. And the nails would go down, and the nails would go down with one hit. That nail would go down into that, into that wood, and he'd just go, and they said, well, we got to have you. He was a good worker. He was a hard worker, Sammy, according to legend. Then all of a sudden, there was this machine that showed up. The machine showed up, and it could, it could hammer those nails faster than humans could. It, would, it could hammer. It was going to take all their jobs. And, and they said, listen, if we, can't, if we can't be the ones to finish, they're not going to give us this land. It's going to be this thing right here. And I'll stop this story with this one point, and we'll pick up with it later. But old John Henry went up to that old machine, the guy inside of it, and he said, listen here, let's make a deal. He said, if I can beat you, if I can beat you taking the message out there, if I can beat you taking the message of the gospel out there, if it, what he really said was, if I can beat you taking these rails through here, then you've got to give me my land. Folks, I wonder, let me tell you who you're in a competition with. You're in a competition with the devil. The devil's come in this business and he says, listen, I'm spreading my own gospel. And I'm spreading it faster than you. My missionaries are more devoted than yours are. My, my people are more devoted than you are. My people are getting the streets. This is what the devil says. My people will riot. My people will throw stuff. My people will burn down cities. My people will do all this stuff. My people will scream and shout and all these things. Yet, yet you're going to, listen, listen. But then there was Jesus who said, I'll take that bet. He says, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to win this. I'm going to win this. And we'll take up that story in just a minute. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's holy word. We've been in a series, folks, a three-part series. We started last Sunday night. We'll finish it up tonight. The second part of this series is called The Tracks. It's called The Tracks. And folks, I can tell you this. God is in the business of spreading the gospel. He's in the business of spreading the gospel, but he wants his people to do it. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 5. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all the flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 3 say this. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. You may be seated. Folks, there's a story. Of the 1200s, in the 1200s, and I know that's a long time ago, but listen carefully about how little things matter so much. In the 1200s, there was a guy by the name of Kublai Khan who, who ruled all of Asia. 
history. He ruled all of Asia, China, what we know as China, what we know as all these different places, India, all that. He ruled every bit of it. And there was Niccolo, Niccolo and Matteo Polo, uncle and father to Marco Polo. And those guys were witnessing to Kublai Khan. And Kublai Khan says, I believe you. He said, I believe you. He said, I tell you what, if you'll go back to where you came from and you'll bring 100 missionaries, 100 missionaries back here. If you'll bring them back here, I will help you spread this word across this. He said, I'll be baptized and all my men will be baptized and we'll, we'll let you spread as much of this word as you want to through here. Niccolo and Matteo, they went back and they couldn't, they went to, they went to their uh, religious leadership and this was what was said to them. Those barbarians don't deserve the gospel. They went back with only about three guys. And within a hundred years, Buddhist monks had moved in. And look at where we are now over there, where Buddhism, Hinduism, and all that has control, all because, Theo, all because people wouldn't go to the barbarians. Folks, let me tell you something. In the midst of all this, there are some things we need to understand about, about this. What we need to be doing, if I were to take you to, and I love trains, but if I were to take you to a, a train station and say, oh, look at this great train station, and we all walked around and we, we saw the great cars of that train, and, and instead of trucks on the highway and stuff, there's, there are those, but there are these trains that are so long today, and, and some of them get on my nerves as I'm waiting on them to get across the track or something, but man, they're so long, and the track is so beautiful, but what if I took you to the train station, and nowhere around the train station were any tracks, Mark. They weren't any tracks at all, but we went inside and I showed you how beautiful the cars were. And I showed you, I showed you how much money we spent on the walls. And I showed you how much money we spent on every one of the, uh, the, the wheels and, and all the gears and all that. And you walked around and you said, oh, that's so awesome. I'm going to tell all of my friends to come to this museum. How many of our churches have become more museums than dispatching stations? How many of our churches have become that in the midst of all this? Listen to me, folks. Listen to me. When we, when we look into the word and we realize what God wants to do in the middle of it, when we realize that, oh, listen, it's still about the blood. We just, we just prayed. We just prayed. We just sang. We just praised God. It's still about the blood. We ought to be getting that message out everywhere. Oh, but friends, here's the thing. We keep coming to a museum. A preacher named Greg Laurie. He got to sit down with Billy Graham right before he passed, and he was so nervous. He was eating, he was eating lunch, and, and he had a meal. He had, the, he, had the, he had the chicken, and he had the greens and all that Mrs. Graham had made, and it was, it was the perfect Baptist meal, and it was just sitting there enjoying it. And he was having a good time. He was having a good time, and he said, oh, the question I asked him was this. If you could go back, would you preach anything differently? And Billy Graham said this. He said, no. He said, I would emphasize the blood more and I would emphasize the cross more. I would emphasize the blood and the cross, the blood and the cross. He said, I would do that no matter what. And Greg, from that point on, said, that's what I'm going to do. When we look at all this, first thing we see, run the tracks through the mountains. You say, Ryan, I've got all kinds of obstacles. i got friends that don't, don't want me to witness to them. I got, I, I'm in a job where they don't let me witness. I'm in a job where I can't just go out there and talk about Jesus. I'm, let me tell you something. Jesus always has a way. Jesus always has a way. If you get creative, God, God can get creative through you and help you through it. Oh, that we would just, oh, that we would just trust in him. Oh, that we would trust in all he's doing. Oh, that we would pray everywhere we go. If I know, now listen, listen, I'm going to try to be as short as I can. I know you want to get to Norris's and break your New Year's resolution. I know you do. But we're going we're to let you go, we promise. But here's the thing I want to tell you, folks. Here's the thing I want you to remember. 
You have an opportunity everywhere you go and everything you do. Say, Ryan, I'm retired. I, I can't take the gospel out. I can't, I can't lay the track. I, I can't do those things. I don't, get a, I don't get a chance to do those things. Yes, you do. If you're retired, you've got a telephone. If you're retired, you're going to the store. If we don't get, I'm telling you, if we don't get this out, youth, if we don't get the message out, before long, friends, we will have a house full of barbarians everywhere, even in our own home, in the midst of our own home, looking at this. There's, listen, run through the mountains. Why is it that the devil's missionaries are braver than us? You know how hard it is, and let me just be real with you, how hard it is to be talking to somebody and bring up Jesus. Oh, you can bring up God. Now listen, there's a difference. Now he's still the same God. We can bring up God, but everybody's got their own God, even if it's an idol. But when you say this, when you say to him, you say, oh, listen, let me tell you about Jesus. And you're in a high school or a middle school or an elementary school. And he said, let me tell you about Jesus. You say, well, listen, I'm, Ron, I'm a teacher and they're not going to let me witness. Oh, you'll find a way. I promise you, you'll make a way. It says, prepare the way of the Lord. And yes, the Old Testament was prophesying for John the Baptist. But old folks, when Jesus sent them out into the world to take the gospel, he meant every one of you. Instead, what we believe is, if I could just invite them to the museum, everything will be good. If they could come in and see what they need to see are cars moving and when these cars move out of here they need to take the gospel message to the people in this world oh listen the first thing we see is we got to run the tracks through the mountains you say Ryan there's too many obstacles there are too many obstacles let me promise you something the obstacle's not in the way it is the way you can't climb a smooth mountain folks you got to have those hard times because they're going to teach us and I promise you this the missionaries of the devil are wide open preaching their gospel out there today you say how did the world get to where it is today missionaries it got exactly where it is today they outnumber us right now but God says I can get this listen every chance you get you ought to be telling your story you ought to tell it with everything you got and folks who are in this business look there are people who will, who will witness there are people who will turn up their sleeves in the work there are people who turn up their noses there are people who don't even turn up at all because God said I'm calling each one of you to take my message out there I'm calling each one of you to take my message out there I'll promise you this, it's always been the case and it always will be the case. Mountain View will use every piece of equipment, every piece of technology, every piece of thing we have up here, every word from the Bible. We'll use everything we can to reach every man, woman, boy, and girl across this land, in this county, in this state, in this nation. We'll do whatever we got to do to take it to them. But friends, each one of you are equally responsible to take it out of these walls and take it to the world. Each one of you. Next thing is this, you got to run the tracks through the schools. I'm not beating them up because there are just as many adults who need the help. But we got schools over there on Night Trail. And we got these youth who are in those schools and others in Pike County and other counties being inundated with everything that comes on their phone. Being inundated in a world, listen to me, being inundated in a world that, that we're, we're looking at it, we're saying, how did it get so evil? Folks, listen, when they get on their phones, and I'm not suggesting that you shut it down other than you shut down maybe some filters and things, but folks, they're, they're seeing people they ought not see. They're seeing things they ought not see. They're seeing, they're seeing items and, 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 and culture that they ought not see. Oh, when their favorite people are, are YouTube personalities, including adults, including adults, are YouTube personalities rather than people who are actually doing things for people. They, 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 here they are inundated with this. Look, there was, it wasn't long ago. It doesn't seem long ago. 
About 10 years ago, I did a funeral. I did a funeral for a 10-year-old who had taken his life. God never wants that. God has so much for, but listen, listen to me, listen to me. I walked in there and I said this, I walked in there and I looked at that young man and those parents had put all kinds of paraphernalia on him that he always wore, 10 years old, satanic paraphernalia. Some of it was secular in the sense that it was some bands and things, but they were very, very vulgar bands. Some of it's satanic. I remember, looking at the, I remember looking at that and saying, this poor little boy didn't know Jesus. See, folks, nobody likes to think about a 10-year-old going to hell. But if a 10-year-old knows to choose the devil, he knows to choose Jesus. Say, oh, Ryan, listen, listen, I, I, I don't like where you're going with this. Look, look, if we don't get in these schools, listen to me. I, I was listening to a preacher one time. He was giving, he said he did a funeral for a 15-year-old. He said, and from the back doors, from the back doors, there were people walking in and uh, coming to his funeral. And this was a good, this was a good middle-class young man. Middle-class young man had a good family, good family. And he was lying there in a casket. And he said, these people started coming in. These youth started coming in from the back. And they were all dressed in black. Some of them black and orange. For the goth, they would, they would paint, their, paint their eyebrows, but there were probably a little less than 100 of them that came to this. They were all in the drug culture. They were all in the drug culture, and, and they, they lived that, and this young man had somehow slipped into that and had started taking, he, he, his drug of choice was heroin. He could get the, back, back when this happened, he could get the hit for less than $20. He could get, he, he put the heroin in his, in his body and he, would, he, and he would just suffer from it and suffer from it and suffer from it. And he, he was addicted and his parents said, he went, they took him to rehab, that didn't work. They took him to a new, another rehab and he got out and he'd been, he'd been clean for nearly three weeks. He'd been clean for nearly three weeks. They came into his bedroom and he was laying on the floor had overdosed. Child after child came up on the stage to talk about how much they loved him. One little girl stood there, she was 14, dressed in black, dressed in black. She says, I don't want to do this anymore. She said, I, I don't want to end up like he ended up. I, I don't want to end up like that. I, I don't want to do this anymore. But there's nobody who can help me. I can't guarantee I won't go back, but there's nobody that can help me. Somebody's got to help me. Oh, listen, church, when are we going to take them, Jesus? When are, we, when are we going to take them, Jesus? Oh, listen, I know. Oh, oh look, 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 we got to take it to the schools. We got to take it to the youth. We got to. And I, hey, listen, listen, listen. Just, just, just so you know, I know schools are rough. I know school, the teachers in here, there are principals in here. I know all that. And I, I know there are kids in here and all. And education can be tough. I, I, I know that. I know that. I'll tell you this. A little girl came home from school and the mama asked her, said, what'd you learn today? She said, apparently not enough. I got to go back tomorrow. <laughs> what, 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 one teacher said, if I say I am beautiful, what tense is that? Little boy raised his hand and said, absolutely the past tense, amen. But, 
But here's the thing. Listen to me. Listen to me. I know, I know school's tough, but listen to me. Every teacher, you say, Ryan, how do I do it? That's up to you. Every teacher, every principal, every student, every adult, figure out a way to get Jesus to your school. I'm not saying you got to be on the disciplinary mark every day, but I'm saying a disciplinary mark every once in a while wouldn't hurt. I'm saying get reaching out there to those children and saying, listen, listen, I love you and Jesus does too. Look, they're about to take all your jobs anyway. Come on, folks. When we're looking at this, we say, we got to reach out to our schools. Ryan, Pastor Ryan, it's too hard. It's too hard. Everybody there is doing this, and they're sending me these pictures, and they're sending Then shut it off, cut off. You know, when Jesus says cut off the hand or cut off, listen, you say, well, that's figurative. Listen, if the thing that is causing you to be so backwards with Jesus is your phone, then get rid of it. Everybody's got this, but if it's the very thing that's doing that, you know, oh, listen, this is just old preaching, old preaching about you got to do this and God. Let me tell you something. Anything that's separating us, folks, we got to run these rails through the school. We got to run these, these, these stakes through the school. We got to run all this. We got to say, listen, we're going to make, we're going to prepare the way of the Lord. Why? Because God is going to stay in the museum because he's a gentleman. He wants to go out into this world. He wants to take Upson County. He wants to take this state. But too many of us are going in and showing everybody how beautiful our museum is instead of saying get on the train let's go instead of saying oh let's spread this gospel let's spread this gospel and do what we can Mountain View gotta do what you can you say Ryan there's too much persecution in America you're crazy it's just started I heard recently I get a magazine called Voice of the Martyrs and this lady in there is telling a story. Her husband, he was a missionary that, that lived in Colombia. He was a Colombian missionary. And these people came in and murdered him. And this is what she said. She said, I knew the people who murdered him. They live in our neighborhood. When they murdered him, when they murdered him, my little two-year-old daughter stopped talking. She was so traumatized, she stopped talking. And every picture she drew, she'd write daddy beside it. When she finally got old enough, four or five years old, she, she wrote daddy beside it. She said, it's, it's so hard not to hate the people who, who, who killed my husband. She said, but what I've realized that the Lord wants me to do is the greatest vengeance I can have is to give them the gospel. The greatest vengeance I can have is to see what the devil had done with my husband, what the devil had allowed to happen there. When he went in and killed my husband, the best thing I can do for them is give them the gospel and save their souls. And oh, I would win against the devil if that were the case. Folks, listen to me about your youth. Listen to me. Used to, when I was in school, if you did something crazy, you had 15 or 20 people that would laugh at you. Now you have 15 or 20 million. They got a whole lot more temptation today. It's a whole lot more easier. Oh, there were the girly magazines when you were a teenager. They got it right there on their phone that you're paying $100 a month for right now. Some of us do too. 
Oh, folks, listen to me. In the middle of all this, in the middle of all this, I'm just begging you, folks. we got to take it to the schools. You say, Ryan, well, that's the pastor's job. We'll do our best. It's your job. Where's your job? You say, where do you work? Fred, when you work in construction, it ought to be such that when you see somebody or meet somebody, that you talk about Jesus in some way. When I get around some people in here, that's what they want to talk about. I do a little small brick job somewhere. When I'm doing something, hey, listen, they want to talk to the preacher about that. But do you talk to everybody else about it? When Mitchell Patrick gets together with people and he says, hey, do you remember what I was? Do you remember what I used to be? And you remember, know what God's done? He's telling everybody he can tell. He's telling everybody he can tell because it's real what happened to him. Oh, if it's real what happened to you, why aren't we telling folks? We got to run the tracks through our town. We got to run the tracks through our town, folks. We got to have courage. You say, well, this is Upson County. We got this commissioner, and we got that and that, and we got all these churches and stuff. Listen, we got to be brave in the midst of all this. Why won't we stand up to this? There was a preacher during World War II. The preacher during World War II was a preacher in Germany. He was wet. People loved him. People loved him there. They listened to him, but he was a godly man. But he knew Hitler. He knew Adolf Hitler. And in knowing Adolf Hitler, he, he went to him. And Hitler tried to convince him, you need to be a, you need to be a national socialist. You need to be a Nazi. You need, you need to be. And he, kept, he just argued philosophy. They argued philosophy back and forth, back and forth. He said, he said you need to come over to my side or I'm going to have to imprison you. The pastor said, I can't. So Adolf Hitler put him in prison. Years later, when the Allies won, he was released from prison. And he knew Adolf Hitler was dead. And he said this, instead of arguing philosophy with Adolf Hitler, I should have been telling him the gospel. I was arguing the rights and wrongs of this and that and the rights and wrongs of socialism and the rights and wrongs of these things. I was doing that, but I should have been teaching him uh, the gospel. And yes, he grew up the gospel, but never really fully understood it. And so here, I could have been teaching him that. He could have, instead of that, I could have had him saved. But instead, he's dead. He's on his way to hell. Folks, let's don't let him go to hell. It's a real place. We sing and shout and enjoy our museum, or will we go out there into the war and take it to them? Will we stand firm in the midst of it? Will we believe that we can? Will we believe that we can? Just the other day, Chet came into my office, and we got talking. He said, what can we do? I know this is simple. I know it is, but I want you to start thinking like this. I want to know. I want you to send me a text, whatever you want to do. Tell me what you're doing. But here's the thing. Chet said, uh, I'm going to go get some cookie cakes. I said, oh, yeah? He said, but, but instead of just taking them to our law enforcement, we're going to put Bible verses on it. He said, I'm going to put John 3.16 on there. He put John 3.16 on there, and, 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 he said, and it said, and then he put, Jesus loves you. And he took it to every law enforcement agency and our, the state troopers, our sheriffs, and our police, and he walked in there and he handed it to them. He just put it down there and said, we just want to tell you we appreciate it. But on it, it said, Jesus loves you. And hey, listen, I don't know about you. And you say, oh, Ryan, that's so simple. But how many, how many people other than Chet that day went in there and told them that Jesus loves them? 
many people went in there that day. You say, oh, Ryan, well, is, there, is there a way that I can be a part of that? Yes, there is. Anyway, anytime you go, whatever your job is, you say, well, Ryan, I'm this. I'm this and this. And they're never going to allow that. Folks, you get creative. We're, we're laying track. We're laying track, folks. And I promise you this, that laying track is hard work. That laying track is hard work. We got to take it through our towns. What's the next thing? Oh, folks, we got to run these tracks to the White House. And what I mean by that is government. Nancy Pelosi decided the other day, if, uh, listen, her belt don't go through all her loops. She's messed up. <laughs> but let me, let, me just, let me just say this. She decided the other day that she wants house rules to be this. That no longer can a congressman say the word son or daughter, father or mother. Folks, when we allow demons to run our country. Now listen, she can be saved. I, I'm, not, I'm not, no, 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 no. God's grace will save her. Roscoe? You say, oh, well, those barbarians don't need the gospel. That's exactly what they need. That's exactly what they need. But here, he, she says that. We live, in a, we live in a society right now. Listen to me. We live in a society right now that says, hey, listen, it's, it, no, if the boy wants to be a girl, if the girl wants to be a boy, if, the, if, the, if they want to be polyamorous, if they want to have multiple uh, spouses and all these different things, that's okay. If you say anything different, you're a hater. Folks, let me tell you something. All I do, I'm not a hater. I, listen, it'd be nice just to walk my business and just, just take my own time, just say, listen, I'm not getting involved. I'm not going to say anything, but when the passion of the word of God comes through my gut and I look at it, I say, it's not because I hate you. It is because I love you and you are being destroyed from the inside to the outside and our country is being destroyed. Oh, that we would lay track. So right, it's too hard. It's too hard, right? I, 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 listen, you're, you're talking about witnessing, and they might say, listen to me. I told my Sunday school class this morning, I, I, I told them this morning, I was, I was listening to a, a, a particular missionary talking, and he was actually a guy who had written a book, David Platt, you probably know him, but he's written a book, and he was talking about being over in a country where they could not witness, so they were hiding in the house, and he was there with them. And one of the guys got to talking about his family couldn't witness anymore, and he said, why did they kill him? He said, no, they didn't kill him. They didn't, they didn't kill him. They kidnapped them. And when they kidnapped them, they brought them in and cut out their tongues. And then nursed them to hell so that they still had part of a tongue but could no longer get out and speak the gospel. There's not a single one of you, there's not a single one of, not even me, not me no, there's not a single one of us who has somebody, who has somebody that'll cut your tongue out if you speak on Jesus. What they're going to say is this, you got to stop. If you don't stop, this is going to happen, or that's going to happen, or this, or this, or this. If you don't stop, this is going to no, no, that's all we got in this nation. We don't have anybody going to cut your tongue out. So what's stopping us? You say it's too hard. No, friends, if we don't lay the track, if we don't prepare the way of the Lord, he says, I will go as far as you prepare my way. I will take it in there, and I will reach inside of hearts. I will change souls. I'll save souls. I'll do whatever I got to do. Oh, but friends, we got to lay the track everywhere you say Ryan everywhere oh yeah we got to go to the courtrooms we got to go to the county commission
We got to go. And no, I'm not talking about, you know, getting in their face and all that screaming and hollering. I'm talking about taking them to the love of Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ, speaking the truth, whatever we got to do. We got to do it, folks. Here's the thing. All of those people, we got to take it to the White House. We got to take it to the homes. We got we to run the tracks right through the homes. We got to run the tracks right through the homes. Let me tell you this. I, I know it's hard to raise kids. <laughs> I was a hard kid to raise. I know it's hard to raise kids. One of, one of my kids asked me one time, am I, am I adopted? I said, no, but I, got, I put out an ad, amen? <laughs> no, but, but, but think, think about this for a minute. Some of us are real good at doing church here, but when we get home, we ain't doing church too good. I've had my own kids call me out sometimes. I'm, I'm not cussing them. I'm not doing any of that mess like that, but sometimes I just ain't acting like I should. And the kids will be the first to call you out. I want to make you mad. I want to strangle them. But I let them go right before they pass out, I promise. <laughs> right, right before, well, sometimes. How do this? We got to run it through. Look, look, look. What if, what if people, listen to me. I'm, I'm about to close in just a minute. What if people who were watching television 50 years ago fell asleep and woke up to television today. Fred, Lisa, every time you sell meat, there'll be something in your meat that talks about Jesus. Roscoe, every time you play Santa, something ought to come out at some point. Ryan, every time you go to a restaurant, something ought to come out. Every time we go to the store, something, not a whole lot, something ought to come out. Every time, every time we teach at school, Noah, it ought to come out. It's easy in the Christian schools, but sometimes it ain't. Every time we're putting out chips, at some point during that day, find somebody. I know Steve does that because I've heard plenty of people tell me he does it. Every time, you, every time you fly a plane, every time you cook a meal, every time, you, every time you, you, you're pulling somebody in a police, pull over in a police car, every time you get pulled over, <laughs> I can have, have about a thousand of them saved. <laughs> Every time, listen, you say, Ryan, I don't have a chance to do that. Yes, you do. Anybody with a mouth has a chance to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, but listen, listen, listen. Oh, my friend, let me, let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I, I got more notes than I got brain or, or sense, but here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to close it, but let me tell you something about this. Let me tell you the story of, of, of John Henry. John Henry took on, that, took on that machine. He kept coming through. Wham, wham. Wham, and he got to where he was beating it, and he got all the way to the mountain, folks, and he got to the mountain, and he said, oh, what? And he laid against it. He was so tired. He was so tired, he laid against that mountain. That machine came up, and all of a sudden, that machine said, no, 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 we're not done. The guy on the machine said, we're not done. We got to go through the mountain. His wife came over and handed him another hammer. She said, you can do it. 
Oh, I can't get through that person's brain. They're never going to come to Jesus. I can't get the gospel into those schools. It's not going to happen. I can't get the gospel into that courtroom. It's not going to happen. I can't get the gospel into my home. It's not going to happen. Oh, yes, he'll pick up another hammer, the sword of the spirit. But here, let me tell you, he, he got there and he started hammering through that thing. Wham, 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 wham. Wham! And look, the story goes, I know it's a legend, but folks, it, it means something. He gets through that, he gets through the mountain. He gets through the mountain. And he, 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 he busts through it, and everybody's cheering. They're all going to get their 40 acres. They're so excited about getting their 40 acres. And he just falls to the ground with his hammers. And dies with a hammer in his hand. Let me tell you another story. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Oh, and Jesus came through there. And the devil said this. I know it's all analogy. The devil said this. I'm going to beat you. I got more missionaries than you. I got more courage than your people do. I got more strength than your people do. I'm going to bring it through. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Let me tell you what Jesus did. Let me tell you what he did. He said, I'm going to make a way. So he was hammering and helping us. And he was going through. 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 And he was making a way for us to come to his father. He was making a way. And he got to the mountain. He got to that mountain. He got to Calvary, folks. He got to the bottom of Calvary. And I'm going to tell you, he started digging. And they said, here's another hammer. And he started making his way to the top of Calvary. And they nailed him into that cross and they put him up there. Oh, and listen, he did the same thing. He did the same thing. He got through there. He got through and he had beaten the devil. He had beaten him. Oh, but he fell to his knees and he died with hammers on his hand. Oh, but that didn't end there. All of a sudden, they heard the hammers echoing from all around. They heard the hammers echoing all around. The centurion soldier came up, said, oh, truly, this is the son of God. It was a day, then it was two, then it was three. And all of a sudden, somebody heard the spiritual knocking. And Jesus was coming through, and he was preparing the way. He said, come with me. Come with me, and let's spread the gospel. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Folks, what I hope you'll do today What I hope you'll do today, what I hope you'll do today is say, how am I going to leave this room and how am I going to take the gospel to a dying world? How am I going to be that person that God called? How am I going to make sure that somebody hears the gospel? How am I going to make sure that my loved ones all know that Jesus saves? Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. We give you all the glory and honor and praise. And we thank you, Lord, for being who you are. God, we ask you, Lord, to give us the strength and courage to spread your gospel. We ask you to give us the strength and courage to spread your gospel. We love you, Lord, and we thank you, Jesus, for all you do. And God, I come before you right now and ask for every man, woman, boy, and girl in here that you'll help us to be the witnesses that we should be. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. As we stand, folks, let me ask you something. Who says, I need to make it right with God? Maybe there's somebody in this room who wants to come to the altar and pray and say, God, show me how I can be used. Show me how I can be used. Use me, and I'm willing to do whatever, whatever it takes. Maybe that's you, but maybe you need to make it right with God. You say, Ryan, I want to make it right with God. I want to be saved. We're about to sing. We're about to sing. And when we do, 
I want you to come forward. If you need Christ, if you need to be born again, I want you to come forward. I want you to come forward and I'll pray with you. I'll show you how you can do it. Chet will show you. Many deacons can show you. I want you to come forward. For the rest of us, let's take the gospel to a dying world. What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.